Okay, we are learning Daf Yudches. We're starting four lines down. Motziv Rav Hamemuna. So we're in the middle of Machlekes between Rav Huna and Shmuel about the understanding of our Mishnah. On our Mishnah, it said that a person can be Makabal, a neder besoch neder. There's an Aziris that's within an Aziris. By Shavuah, you can't have that. Once there's an oath, there's not a second oath. But by Naziris, you could have a, a, a Naziris and then a second Naziris within the first one. So we had a Machlokas. What's the case? Shmuel said, very simple. Guys said, I'm ready to home. And so he's a Nazir for 30 days. And then he says, I'm ready to home. Again, accepting Naziris. So we say that the second acceptance requires him to accept a term for another 30 days. So he has a total of 60 days. Ramuna says, that's not true. That's just duplicate. That's not an acceptance of a second Naziris. According to Ramuna, it's only where he said, Arini Nazir Hayom. And then he adds, Arini Nazir Lamachar. There we say he's accepting a second term because since Arini Nazir Lamachar, he's going to add one extra day. And you can't have one extra day in Naziris. So that, therefore, the, 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 the 31st day ends up becoming a second term. And we saw at the end yesterday, everybody agrees. If you accept the two Nazirises together, like somebody says, I'm, an, I, I'm accepting two Nazirises, then you're definitely a Nazir for 60 days. So the Gemara here says, Mazar and here we're finally going to realize what the source is for the whole concept. Nazir Lahazar. It's a double language. Nazir Lahazar. But he's accepting a, in his ears. Nazir Lahazar. So what's, what's the redundancy in the Pasuk Mikan? From here we learn, Shanaziris Lahan Naziris. What one about Naziris takes effect on a second Hashiach. If not for the Pasuk, one may have thought, Why don't I make a Kabbalah Chaymer? I should use logic to say that Naziris cannot take effect in another Naziris. Shavuah is more Chamer. Shavuah is severe. We'll see, the Gemara will tell us in a moment why Shavuah is considered more of a severe thing. But if it's Shavuah, which is considered more of a severe thing, one Shavuah still cannot take effect on a second one, so even by the area which is more severe, there's a leniency that a second Shavuah doesn't take effect on a first. Nazir's Kalavakoshakane, so the matter of Nazir's, which is generally more of a lenient context, as we'll see again what the distinction is between Shavuah and Nazir's. So Naziris is generally more lenient. I would say for sure a second Naziris does not take effect on a first one. Talmud Loimar. So therefore to exclude from that, the Pasuk says, Nazir Lehazir. The redundancy in the Pasuk tells me, Mikan, Shanaziris, Chalot Naziris. So from here we see this is the background. This is kind of a missing piece from yesterday's Limud. What was the source, Naziris, Chalot Naziris? And we have a redundancy in the Pasuk, Nazir Lehazir. And the Bryce is informing us, if not for the Pasuk, you would have said, Kabo Chaymer, Shvua, Kebi Chalot, Shvua. Certainly Naziris, not Naziris. So now we get to our question. Hey, Chidami, what's the case? Where the Brisa is, is expounding from a Pasuk, then it's Yerush Lachal and it's Yerush. If it's the case that Rav Huna holds Yerushal, where he said, Are you going to tell me you need a Pasuk in that case? It's certain that, that the second one is Chal there, even without a Pasuk. Why is it certain? Because since Harini Nazar Lamachar is going to make day 31 into Naziris. And remember, you can't have a one-day acceptance of Naziris. Naziris has to be at least for 30 days. So therefore, it's intuitive that day 31, once it's now bound only by the second Naziris, it's going to expand into a full term. So the Gemara is saying, if once I see in the Brisa that we're expounding it from a Pasuk, that's a proof that it's not coming only for Avhuna's case, because that you would know without the Pasuk. It must be that the Pasuk is teaching us even where he said, and then where it seems he's not adding anything new, still, Katani, we still say that one Aziris takes effect on the second, and we say that, um, that he has to observe a second term. So this is Akash and Rafuna. And the Gemara answers, We forgot about that. Remember, that's the case where Muna agrees. If someone accepts both Nazirism together, simultaneously says, I'm accepting two Nazirism, there we say that it's an acceptance of two terms of Nazir. So the Pasuk is coming for that case. I'm accepting two Nazirism together. Um, that's, that's, that, 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 that's where we use the Pasuk. The Pasuk is not coming for a case 
In fact, Ravuna tells us that the second one does not take effect. So we have defended Ravuna. So now that we've defended Ravuna, now the Gemara just wants to analyze what the Brisa was saying. The Brisa said that if not for the Pasuk, I would say if Shvua is more Chamer and Ein Shvua Chalal Shvua, so Naziris, which is more Kal, certainly Ein Naziris Chalal Naziris. So the Gemara says, In what sense was our basis to say that a shvua is more severe than another. We find the shvua is chal even on a matter that doesn't have substance. A nether is limited. It's only chal. Remember, on a chefsa, something which has which has a substance. Well, and that that's true. That that's more chomer about shvua. But we just learned that there are chomers in the darm over shvua as well. Nether nami chomer. Nether can be more strict than an oath. She can chal mitzvah kereshos. A nether takes effect to undermine a mitzvah while a shvua cannot. Remember, we learned that a couple days ago. It says nether lashem, and we learned that if somebody asers the sukkah on them. Then they're potter from the mitzvah of sukkah. Whereas if somebody took an oath not to fulfill the mitzvah of sukkah, they're still obligated to the mitzvah of sukkah. So you're throwing at me a chumrah of shvuah, that is chalam davashem mamish. I could throw at you a chumrah of neder, that is chalam mitzvah. So again, we're back to square one. How do we understand what the Bryce's thought process was? The Bryce was saying that without the Pasuk, I would say if shvuah is not chalam shvuah and shvuah is more chumrah, certainly a neder should not be chalam neder because neder is more chalam. What, what, why are we assuming that Shua is more Hummer? So the Gemara responds, It's not about a law. It's about an idea. The idea in the Pasuk it says is that Hashem does not absolve anyone who takes a false Shua. So even though that Pasuk is said not by regular Shua, that's by Shavua Shav, right? Somebody could know that is, the prohibition is using God's name in vain, like specifically where you're, you, know, you swear about something which is... Uh, demonstrably not true or something impossible or something like that. But maybe someone who stomps swears falsely is not included in that severity. And you see in this Gemara that we lump Shavuos together. There's a sense of taking God's name in vain when you swear falsely. And that's the idea of our place. You've got to remember this you said about Shavuos. Shavuos is linking Hashem's name to the truth of your words. So when you fail to, 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 um, to complete what you say, so then actually that's kind of taking, there's a sense where you took God's name in vain. And as you're using God's name to connect it to something which is not true. All right, so because Shavuah is very chamer, the Pasuk says, Lo yinaka, Hashem does not absolve. There's an extra punishment for those who take his name in vain. So that's why we were assuming Shavuah was more chamer. All right, now we get into a lumdash point. Remember, what was the din of the Mishnah? I swear I'm not going to eat the bread. Then I make a second Shavuah, I'm not going to eat the bread. If you do eat it, you're only chayef once. Right? Why is that? Because ain't Shavuah, halal Shavuah. So the Gemara now says, Let's say a person was matin neder. Remember, you can retroactively remove an neder shvua. You go to a chacham and you explain why you didn't mean it. It goes away. So let's say he went over to the chacham and he annulled only the first oath. So he, he didn't annul both. He only annulled the first. What's the law? At that moment, the second one takes effect on him. So even though the second oath, when it was said in the moment, in the maisa, then the action when he said it, it was ineffective because it was already one. But we still say, that it takes effect if the person went ahead and was mater nether. So in other words, retroactively, the first one goes away. Retroactively, the first one goes away. So then the second one actually, actually was able to be chal. And I mean, my, how do I know this? In other words, maybe I say differently, that since the, 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 the shvua was already there, the first shvua was there at the time, the second one was there. So the second one is not a maisa shvua at all. If it's not a maisa shvua at all, then maybe even if retroactively the first one goes away, the second one doesn't, cannot be effective. It's not a maisa shvua. The answer is, what was the language of the Mishnah? It didn't say it is only one oath. It didn't say the second one is not an oath. It said one is only liable for one, which implies the issue is that the 
second one doesn't have the space upon which to take effect. If he does, is for the, on the first one, then the second one will in fact take effect. So we're saying that the Mishnah is before, it's not a din that the Shavuah is not a Maisa Shavuah. It's a din in the Chalais that it doesn't have space to take effect because the first one already occupied that space. The Nafkamina is, if you were Matanaja on the first one, then the second one could in fact take effect. Says the Gemara Lishna Achrina, a different language to say the same point. The Mishnah said there's no liability. It implies that there is an oath, meaning the Mishnah said you're not liable. The Mashmaz is there's no liability, but there is, there is a validity to the Shavuah. What, what area of halacha do we care about the validity? Meaning if it's not actually taking effect and obligating you, then who do we, what, in what aspect do we care that there's a validity to the oath? And Afghanistan is like the right Rabbah said, the Rabbah, if hypothetically, the person was matanada for the first nether, retroactively removing it, so now the second one will be chal. Had it been that there was no nazir, no acceptance at all, then even if you had been matanada, it wouldn't have been there. Says the Gemara, let's say that a price that says like Rabbah, it says in the price, somebody took two different vows of Nazir's. He observed 30 days. We actually saw this yesterday, right? That somebody has two. And remember by Nazir's, they're both in effect. Right? They're both in effect by Nazir's. Either, either the case of any Yom or Nazir Lamacha, or the case of Susan Kabbalah, both under the Sacha. So they're both in effect. He observes 30 days. After 30 days, what's he supposed to do? Bring a carbon and, and complete the term. The Hefresh carbon, so he was even set aside the carbonos. But he still didn't bring the carbonos. And therefore, he still has an opening to go be Matar's nether and retroactively remove the acceptance of Nazirus. And that's exactly what he did. Vinishallah, before he brought the carbonos, he was Matar's nether. So it means that his his chayv was to be a Nazir for, for the first term went away. But he still has this chayvas for the second term. So what happens is, says the Bryce, also loshniya berishon. Automatically, the second mechayv of Naziris is fulfilled through what he did. He doesn't have to do anything more. Why? He observed 30 days in Naziris. He's about to bring his carbonus. Retroactively, he removes the first term. Very good. So now the second term will automatically be fulfilled in the days that he already did. He doesn't have to do another 30 days. So what do I see? I see that even though the second, the second vow at the beginning was ineffective, but it takes the place of the first one when the first one gets an oath. Now, it's hard to really understand, it's hard to really understand what the Gemara is asking because this is not a raya. This is talking about Naziris. By Naziris, the Allah is Naziris is all Naziris. Right? What's the Gemara talking about? By Shvua, it's a hard question because by Shvua, ain't Shvua, chal al Shvua. So therefore, it's a big chiddish to say that the second one is still a Maisa Shvua and if the first one goes away, then retroactively, the second one takes the place. But here we're talking about, here we're talking about where, where it, um, when Nazir says Chal Nazir, so you have to say shots like this. The Gemara is assuming like Rav Huna. Harini Nazir Ayom, Harini Nazir Ayom is not Chal. Is not Chal. And we're not assuming we're talking about using Makabah both of them together. So what's the pshat? It must be that even though the first one was ineffective, but since I was Matanadar on the first one and it retroactively went away, therefore the second one is taking effect. And now it's taking effect. Not only is it taking effect, but it's automatically being fulfilled with the days that were done for the first one. That's what the Gemara is assuming. Says the Gemara, no, the case could be he was Makabel, both of the Nazirs at the same time, therefore they both took effect and he has a full time. So then, of course, they're both evident. In fact, our Chadish is only by Shavua, but the second one did not take effect. It's not obligating you. And yet, we're still saying that if you're Matanat on the first one, then the second one takes its place. I just want to conclude with a little bit of Lumdus just to, to finish off the Sugya, because normally we say there's an idea in Isur Maso, Enes or Chalas. So let's say, you have a piece of food that's nevela, and then it's you eat it on Yom Kippur. You're not high for eating on Yom Kippur because it's already asr because it's a shik nevela. So there's a din ain isr chala isr. So the Rishonim the, the compare the din of ain shvua chala shvua to ain isr chala isr. Is it the same thing? And they bring out it's not. They'll prove it to you. 
Why? Because by Enes or Chal Iser, even though it's not, you're not Chayef for the second one, it's very much present. What's the proof? The Gemara says you, it's considered like you did two sins in the sense that like you get buried in a more wicked, wicked section of the cemetery. If you ate the Nevela on Yom Kippur, you're treated as more of a Rasha, even though you're not Chayef on Yom Kippur, but you're more of a Rasha than someone who's not made a piece of Nevela. There it's obvious that there's a presence. It's just that you're not Chayef on the second one. Here by Shavua, the Gemara is a whole thing. And here by us by Shavua, it's only because retroactively the first Shavua went away that I say the second one takes effect. Had it as soon as it expands the space, it goes in. Here in the Gemara, it's only since retroactively the first rule went away, went away. So the Bishonim explained it's a different Yisait. Inis or Chalaser means, of course, it can't be, you can't be Mechuya for two things, but of course there's a presence of the second Isser. Shvuah Chal Shvuah, the Pshad is there's a Tain, it's not a Maisa Shvuah. Once something is already Asr out Shvuah, then you're not Asring it. You're Bechlal not making a Maisa Shvuah. It's not only a Din that you're not liable, you're not, maybe it's not a Maisa Shvuah at all. That's why it's such a Chidish, what Rabbi is saying, that retroactively, if the first oath went away, that we done, that your Shvuah is a if a person makes a stam nether, stam nether is going to be very confusing because it's very similar to to many of the different concepts that we had in the first part. You know, we had an example about you know someone said an incomplete statement; it could be interpreted in different ways. We had back on, on there. Now we're going to be talking about not an incomplete statement; it's a complete statement, but it simply could mean two different things. He could, you could, somebody could interpret the language in a way that means he's linking it to another, or you could interpret the language in a way that's not, and we don't know what he meant. So what's the law? Stam nidarim l'hachmer. Stam nidarim l'hachmer. The shayla is, what's the rules? It's, you know, sveik adaraisa l'chumra, is that the idea? Or is it the pshat that we assume that a person is making a nether unless you know he's not, because he opened his mouth and said something. So the understanding the Rishonim say is that there's some sort of umdana that the person probably did mean to make a nether. But if the person himself explains that he did mean it differently, then you cannot believe him. Meaning, there's no idea, idea like you cannot trust him to interpret it leniently. You could trust. Just if he doesn't, he doesn't explain it, then you hear up in the or he says, I just meant what the word said. You know, I didn't have a specific thing in mind. That's where it's a chumra. But Perushim, if he specifically explains, we can be lenient. What's the example? This piece of meat, he says, or this loaf of bread is like salt and meat. So what does he mean like salt and meat? Or it's like a wine libation. So he might be referring to wheat, the, to, the, to the meat or the wine that accompanies a carbon shlamin. So then he's linking it to another nadar, and then it would be aser. But if he vowed referring to the meat or wine given to idolatry, it's mutter, because remember, you have to do atfasa to a davar another, not a davar mutter. So we don't know what he meant. So if he doesn't specify, aser, the halacha is, it is forbidden. Um, so if somebody just says that this loaf is like salt and meat, he could, it's open what he means, we say, another example. Something is upon me like a cherem, right? He says the loaf of bread is like a cherem. So remember, there's two types of cherem. There's cherem, which is a type of do, uh, donation to the Bedek which is hectish and it's aser, and that would be a davar another, and a val another. Or it'd be cherem kohanim. Cherem kohanim are just very interesting gifts. They're gifts that are given to the kohanim, and they're, they're not aser banal. So, so what, which one did he mean? If he meant the cherem of Hashem, then it's aser. You're making out to davar another. It's not a problem. If we don't know which one he meant, aser. We say a third example, somebody said about an object that it's like miser to me. So there's different types of miser. There's a carbon miser. One out of 10 animals is designated to Hashem, and that's Hatzvah of Adavar another. Then, Im another Aser. Im and Motor, if he said it's like the miser of the greenery, which is regular, I mean, it's chulendik, it's just given to the levy, so then it's Motor. So Imstam, if he doesn't specify what's the halacha, the halacha is that it's Aser. A fourth example. 
I really like a truma. Somebody says something is like truma to me. If he's linking it to the truma of the lishka, the half coins which are given to the base of mikdash every year, and then there are three separations take, taken from that chamber. So those are the property of the base of mikdash. That's that's possible. another, and it's forbidden. But if he's linking it simply to the truma from the granary, which is not a davar ha'aser, as we saw, even though it's also to non koanim, that's not mikoach the neder. So mutter, it's not a problem. So if we don't know which way he meant, imstam aser diver mayor, all this is the opinion of our mayor. Rabbi Yehuda now chimes in that he doesn't agree with everything said in the mission. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Stam Truma, if your person is talking about Truma, he doesn't specify what it is. Is he talking about the Truma Salishka or the agricultural Truma? He doesn't tell us. So it depends what region he is in Israel. Be Yehuda, Asura, if he's in Yehuda, Yehuda was close to Yerushalayim, right? The southern region of Israel, the mid and southern region of Israel, were more familiar with Yerushalayim and the ongoings of the Beis HaMikdash. Therefore, if someone says the word Truma in the region of Yerushalayim, the assumption is that they're talking about the Truma that takes place in the Beis HaMikdash. That's why we'll say Asr. But Galil, but if he's a person in the Galil who's far away and distant from the Beis HaMikdash and probably doesn't mean the Truma Salishka because it's not something they're as familiar with, then Mutaris is permitted. The emphasis is that the people in the Galil probably are not referring to the Truma Salishka. So if it's an open-ended topic, it sounds like Rabbi is on the same page. We'll say But if it's someone in the Galil, it's not really an open topic. The assumption is they don't recognize the Truma Salishka. So if someone in the Galil said Ketruma, presumably they meant Ketruma Sagorin, and therefore the Nether is not binding. Another Tana says, and we're actually going to see in the Gemara that he might be arguing on some of the stuff we said before. What about if a person uses the word cheir? Right? So remember, cheirim, there's two types. Cheirim to the base of Mekdash, as a, as a gift to the treasure of the base of Mekdash. And there's chemi koanim, which is given and it's not holy at all. So be Yehuda mutarin. In Yehuda, it is mutar. But galil, asurin, change. Actually, galil, makirin, as chemi koanim. The people of galil are not familiar with the chemi, with the, with the cheirim of the koanim. So we have to try to understand what's going on. But basically, the koanim lived closer to the base of Mekdash. That's the point. So the local people knew about the Cherem Koanim, and they would call them Charamim. So if a person in Yehuda says Cherem, he mean he couldn't mean either one. And it seems that the Tana of this Mishnah holds that it's no good. This is where it's getting very confusing. Until now, we've been assuming if it's an open-ended thing, the Gemara is going to explain this Tana hold that when it could mean both, actually the nether is not valid. We're going like a different Tana who holds that an open-ended Stam the Dharm one is actually treated Lahakil. So if you're in Yehuda where people recognize the Kohanim and therefore it's an open-ended suffix, do they, they mean it to the base of Mekdash or the Kohanim? There we say it's mutter. Why do we say it's motor? It's a stam neder because this tana disagrees. This tana holds stam the dharma lahaka. But if you're in the galil where they don't recognize the kohanim, they're not around the kohanim. So if a person meant cherem, he probably only meant cherem to the base of mikdash. Therefore, everybody agrees it's asr. So in conclusion, it's a little bit confusing thing. Just one second, a little bit confusing. We started off with the rule in the mishnah stam the dharma lahaka, where it could be both things. It's asr, and that's why the tana said. So therefore, you know, stam. If a person just says cherem, it's going to be it's going to be asr. We're going to assume that they mean cherem base of mikdash. This Tana at the end, this Stam Charam Tana, he holds if it's an open-ended thing, it's actually Stam Nadar Mlahaka. So if you're in Yehuda, where Kohanim and the, where people know about the Kohanim, where people know about the Beis Mikdash, the laws that you could be lenient. But if you're in the Galil, where people don't know of the Kohanim, it seems the, the Kohanim were not concentrated in the Galil. The Kohanim lived closer to the Temple so that they could work in the Beis Mikdash. So that's why they always ch- chose to live in the Yehuda. So presumably there, people don't know about the Kohanim. There, I'll say Stam that they're referring to the Cherem and its Asr. So there's actually a subtle dispute going on within the Mishnah if I actually say Stam Nadar Malachmer. Okay, very good. So that's the, the basic rule here in the Mishnah. Okay, fine. Let's stop here for today, the Mishnah, and then we'll get into a different sugya in the Gabar.